0: welcome to this week's entrant of comics i'm alex ashback
1: and i'm the ever jovial matt golden hello
0: i'm glad you're (laughs) jovial this (laughs) week we are talking about spider-man into the spider-verse yeah we are are you uh are you pumped to see this movie yeah i was pretty excited about it uh when i first heard about it i didn't think it was gonna be much i thought it'd be like, be like a straight to dvd thing and when i saw the first trailer i, didn't, I wasn't that excited because the animation style for me at that time uh looked kind of just odd uh, but as time grew closer i knew more about the movie and the team behind it i got really excited uh,
1: phil lord is the writer
0: yeah phil lord from the lego movie uh the 21 jump street movies uh rodney rothman is also one of the co-writers and directors who's also on 22 jump street as well I've so always worked with Phil Lord before. Uh, I mean, so you have good comedic minds behind it.
1: Yeah, uh, not only that, but they had a fantastic cast voicing people. Excellent comedic timing there as well.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was just really stoked for just a movie about Miles Morales. I'm a huge Miles Morales fan. and I'm. Uh, do you own a
1: Miles Morales hat? Because I do.
0: Uh, no, you don't because that hasn't been in your possession. You, you've paid for one. Yeah, yeah uh, it's like if you pay yeah. for
1: a star, you own that star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't have it, but I own it. How many
0: stars do you own? Like 32. That's great. <laughs> you're you're going to be Lord of the Sky one day. I will be very yeah. soon. Um, But <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I am a huge Miles fan, and I'm glad he's finally getting uh, some screen time in a major motion picture, even though it's not a live action film. I'm glad that they found a way to use him because I've always felt like he was dying for his own need for his own property.
1: Uh yeah, he's not that old of a character either though, so he's no. he's pretty recent to the Marvel universe. So yeah, but he's been one of I can't say more... it was about time that he got a movie. It's but... about
0: time for Miles.
1: Mm, is it though?
0: Yeah. I uh, mean, I
1: love the comic books, don't get me wrong.
0: He's one of the more popular newer characters too. I mean, as well. yeah,
1: Bendis wrote it, so Yeah. came up with the idea, so how can you not love that shit?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I did like a part early on when he was scrolling through his phone and it said B Be Bendis in his uh, contact list. Uh, there was,
0: yeah, there's a few. that there. There's also an S. Picelli for Sarah Pacelli, uh, yep. who drew the book for a long time. Uh, so I thought that was a nice touch. There's a lot of references uh, to writers that have worked on Marvel and writers that have worked with him, even though he's basically businesses and Pacelli's character more than anybody else.
1: Um, let me start off by saying that the animation style, before we talk about, you know, the, the nitty gritty, uh, the animation style. Was my favorite I've ever seen in an animated film.
0: Yeah, I thought in it, any
1: animated film,
0: this film was a comic book come to life. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it was it was beautiful, not like in the sense like a Spirited Away like type beautiful for an animated film, but just that the animation like has its own voice that doesn't just distract but just adds to the film.
1: It looked like nothing else before it.
0: Actually, we should uh, talk about the opening of the film too, because the film was not open with Miles. It opens with Spider-Man, Peter yeah. Parker, Spider-Man. And we get to skip over his origin story, see him battling a bunch of, uh, his famous rogues in brief clips, uh, which I thought, and I thought was funny. He's like, all right, let's do this real quick. Thank God. Yeah. yeah which, thank goodness. And even whenever miles gets his powers, they will be this big dramatic moment. And miles get bit by the spider, or bitten by the spider. And he just slaps it away and it falls to the ground. And that's that. So yep. I thought that was great.
1: Uh, they definitely made things go a lot quicker than than some of the comic book films. They didn't really make a, a huge point to do all this massive origin stuff. They they really fast-forwarded uh, on a lot of that stuff, but kept the really important stuff.
0: Which was great, because I don't need to see Spider-Man's origin story for the umpteenth time. Oh,
1: yeah. Even that's a new Spider-Man. Yeah. It is. It's a brand new Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated everything that we had here.
0: And they kept a lot in line with the comics, uh, with Miles going to a... A prep school or a vision academy, a yep. uh, Brooklyn Vision Academy, uh, living in a dorms there. They didn't really have, they had, he had a roommate, uh, and the roommate looked Asian, but it wasn't Genki uh, as far as we know because no, the name was never I was dead. a little bummed about that. Yeah, me too. I was really hoping that he would be in there so he's such a major player in the books. Uh, but Miles' family were still a big part of the books or in the movie. Uh, his dad, Jefferson Davis, was a cop, which if you play the Spider Man game, you, you remember Jefferson Davis from there too. Yep. Um, his mom as well. I, I thought his mom speaking Spanish was a nice touch because it gets Miles' Puerto Rican roots front and center too.
1: Yeah, it's something that the comics don't really hammer home. I didn't think uh, it's mentioned, but it's not really like you don't think about it constantly, or not really yeah. constantly even. But like you don't really think about is that all you're thinking
0: about constantly? Is character races?
1: Uh, the Puerto Rican uh, community to really have you know a stake in this, and I didn't feel like in the comic books they did. How's that?
0: Well, you're going to get an angry tweet from Brian Michael Bendis yeah, any day now. Good.
1: I've been waiting for that tweet for, for a long his time. his revenge. I have been nothing but spamming him with inappropriate messages and photos for three years, and he has said nothing. You know, it, it is kind of interesting, so too,
0: that as soon as he switches to DC, the movie, based on one of his characters, uh, finally is released. I'm sure the movie's been in development for years because I made a film mistake take forever to come out. But just the timing was interesting.
1: Yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the move, obviously. Um, but yeah, very, very weird timing. I'm sure he's probably still pumped about it though.
0: So, um, uh, Miles gets his powers as he does. does he, tri- he? he tries to learn them. Does he? Uh, the uh, Peter Parker in his universe, Earth 65 dies. Uh, it gets murdered by the Kingpin. Also spoilers for this movie. Oh yeah. You're talking yeah. about somebody dying yeah.
1: and didn't mention spoilers. Uh,
0: and Miles sees it happen. Miles sees him get murdered by the Kingpin. Uh, as King is trying to open up a hole into other universes. That's kind of what the crux for this film is.
1: Yep. Uh, and then he does open up other universes. And then outpours
0: Jake Johnson. Yes. Peter Parker 2.0. Yeah. Another. A better. More quippy. Fatter Spider-Man. Yes. A Spider-Man that's going through divorce with Mary Jane. Spider-Man that loves pizza more than fighting crime.
1: Yeah, I actually thought it was really cool, and they did this with all the other Spider Men that we're going to talk about. But they really sped up their backstory. Um, but we got a, a but, good chunk of this one. Yeah,
0: it was still enough. Like it was quick. Like Matt said, like probably no more than like a minute or two for their entire backstory for their history. Yep. Uh, but it was enough to we actually felt uh, enough to get a real connection for the character.
1: Yeah, I'm connected to this character. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I, want, I want the Jake Johnson <laughs> Spider-Man movie now,
0: please. Uh, but uh, Miles wants to be trained by this Peter Parker. Yeah, this uh, Peter Parker told yeah. him
1: that he was going to train him. He's like, oh, yeah. cool. You're just like me. Like, we're going to go be best pals. Yeah.
0: Dead. Peter resists until Miles guilt him into it. And they decide to help get him back because the universe because he keeps glitching, which you see on screen as like you'd see like English on your monitor or your TV screen, like these weird pixels show up uh, in place of the character.
1: Yeah, and it's super bright and vibrant, um, which actually led me to believe that this could be the first movie that I actually want to go back to the theater and watch it in 3D. I think it might have enhanced. A yeah, lot there of were quite things. a few. I'm not a
0: huge 3D fan for movies, but there was quite a few moments where I thought to myself, "I bet that one looked really cool in 3D." Or that I did shot was did test for 3D, 3D,
1: but I <laughs> think that the animation style really, really would have lended it lent itself well to a 3D viewing. So I agree. I really recommend if you're going to go see this movie, go see it in 3D.
0: Um, but that basically they lead they so they decide to go break into uh, the facility that houses the Universal Collider, so Peter can get back home. And it led to one of my favorite scenes uh, where they break in and Peter says he'll just hack. Peter's plan is just to hack the computer. And Miles goes <laughs> with him and he tells Miles the password. And it's this incredibly long, complicated password.
1: Basically all numbers yeah. and some uppercase yeah. and lowercase yeah. letters.
0: Yeah, all random. Uh, and the lead scientist comes in uh, and distract him. So Miles is trying to type it in and trying to like throw up hand signals to try and get him to guess it. <laughs> Uh, and Miles, to this point, is invisible because he's learned her invisible. But my favorite thing is that the gag is that he doesn't end up just taking the computer and monitor because yep. he can't figure it out. Uh, and Peter's otherwise distracted. And the scientist turns out to be uh, that universe is Doc Ock, voiced by Catherine Hahn, who I thought he was excellent. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I think maybe my standout uh, voice actor, other than Jake Johnson.
0: Not my standout, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, uh, John Mulaney. Uh no. No. Uh, uh Nick Cage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh they're running down the hall, so Miles is carrying the monitor and the computer and Peter just throws the monitor. He's like, <laughs> we don't need this. Uh, that was great. It was just the most like haphazard, like ugly escape ever. And they wouldn't have gotten if it wasn't for Gwen Stacy coming to the rescue. Yeah. Uh because Gwen also got transported from another universe as well. And she's Spider Woman introduces herself as well. And I've always been a big fan of Gwen Stacy as well. Or more so Spider Gwen from the comic Jason Latour's run, which whenever they show her world and her backstory, the art looks art style looks and the coloring looks so much like it does for the Spider Gwen comic. Those comics have such a distinct color and style that they really mimic that really well to pay homage to the comic's roots or the character's roots.
1: Now, was this Ghost Spider or do they say
0: It's it's the same character. Uh the One Marvel Rising cartoon yeah. calls her ghost spider. Uh, she just
1: goes by Gwen Stacy if I'm not yeah, wrong I mean, in the
0: movie. In the movie, she she introduces herself as Spider Woman at one point. Okay, uh, because I'm wrong then. Uh, on her Earth, she's the only it's Spider. Never happened before. <laughs> uh, even though she has met the other like Spider Woman from Earth six one six in the comics, but in her she is Spider Woman essentially. Excellent. Uh, even though there's no Spider Man uh, on her Earth,
1: just a Peter Parker.
0: Well, Peter Parker is dead on her Earth. Right. Yeah. But he never was Spider-Man on her earth. He was the lizard, I believe, on her earth. Oh, cool. Yeah. Weird, but yeah. cool, I guess. Um, Moving
1: on. Uh, after that, I will, my favorite part of that scene was the breakdown that uh, Peter gives to Miles before they go in. And he says, I'm going to go you know, do all these moves, and then I'm going to steal a bagel on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way out, they make sure to point out that... Uh, Miles grabs a bagel for him.
0: Yeah, that was pretty great. Loved it. Uh, and also, too, we learned that Hammerhead is working with Wilson Fisk yep. as a henchman for him. Uh, so nice. Introduced to a Spider-Man villain. Uh, but eventually they decide to... The only lead that they have is to go to Aunt May's house. Which is real awkward. Because Peter's dead in that universe. And she sees her. And she sees Peter. Uh, but obviously not hers. And she recognizes that it's not her Peter. Because this Peter's. You know, a little, little husky and not blonde.
1: And older. Yeah.
0: It's got, got that five gray. o'clock shadow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He looks super tired.
0: But uh, I thought it was great to the scene. Like, they go, Aunt May accepts it. She said she's basically expecting them. She goes back to the shed, and Peter's like, Yeah, I've got one of these too. You know, shed where I keep all my, like, webs and gadgets. And it's a digital turnkey, and an elevator comes up and <laughs> loads into this incredibly uh, intricate, sort of like Spider Man bat cave.
1: Uh, what do you think of the Spider-Man back game with all the suits? I love that, especially yeah. having just played the Spider-Man game and being like, I know that suit, and that suit, and that suit, and that suit, and that suit.
0: Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I think they actually had the suit from the Spider-Man game, they too, did, yeah. uh, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and so it was, it, you just got a little bit of Spider-Man's history, a bunch of Easter eggs for Spider-Man fans, which was a nice touch. Uh, but this is when we get introduced to the rest of the Spider-Man team. Uh, when we get introduced to... Uh, Spider-Pig? Spider-Pig, voiced by John Mulaney. Uh, Penny Kimi- Parker. Penny Parker, yes. Uh, who a spider went into a robot robot mech that uh, she talked to, and she basically is a spider mech even though she's a real person. Uh, and then my favorite spider, Spider Man Noir, and this is my ultimate moment in the movie because it cuts to each of them, and Spider Man Noir is in the shadows. It's all black because in the comic it's black and white. Characters Noir, uh, and his cape is rustling. Uh, Our jacket is rustling. And they're like, where's that wind coming from? We're in the basement. That was fantastic. And just seeing his backstory as well, too. Just so dark and over the the top in Noir. It was just perfect. Everything I loved. Did he say something about
1: wherever I go, the wind follows? Yes. (laughs) It was fantastic. And
0: like Matt mentioned earlier, he's voiced by Nick Cage, uh, who did an excellent job uh, as well.
1: Yeah, I think he actually did a lot better job than John Mulaney. I was kind of bummed.
0: I was really excited to see John Mulaney there. Although John Mulaney just had that perfect cartoony voice, so he it, really, he really does. worked for Spider Ham. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: which actually brings me to my favorite uh, part of the movie, my favorite little Easter egg, I would say. But I'll talk about that later. Uh, moving on with the story, uh, they decide that the only way to go back to their own universes is for basically somebody to stay behind, and they basically proclaim that Miles isn't ready to. To join-the-team kind of a thing.
0: They also get attacked uh, by Aunt May's house uh, when they go back there. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They get attacked by Scorpion. I like the character design for Scorpion in that Earth. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Uh, it was interesting. Which we never talked about, too. Uh, The original Peter Parker is fighting Green Goblin. uh, Oh, a massive Green Goblin. A massive Green Goblin, uh, which is... Uh, similar, not exactly close, but sort of similar to the R-65 go Goblin because he's larger, not quite that giant or anything, which was really cool. Um, but he's also attacked by, or in the Mace house, they're attacked by Prowler, which we learn is Miles' uncle, uh, Aaron.
1: Played by Mahershala
0: Ali. Yeah. Um, Academy
1: Award winner, Sir Mahershala Ali. And
0: Prowler is about to kill Miles. Miles pulls off his mask. And he realizes that it's Miles, and so he hesitates and pulls his mask down, basically, to and he he knows he's going to let him go, and then he gets shot and killed by the kingpin. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: In the comic books, I believe Miles is responsible for his uncle's death.
0: Yeah. Semi-responsible. Well, sort of, and like most comic characters, uh, Prowler comes back, and he's actually part of Bendis' final storyline for his final run with Miles Morales, too. Ah, cool. Yeah. So, you get that touching Uncle Aaron moment. Uh, also, you know, talk about this, but there's a moment where Miles Wait, and Uncle Aaron he's are he's hanging in the beginning. <laughs> and on TV, Uncle Aaron is watching what looks like community. Uh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Which is fantastic, too, because Donald Glover was rumored to play Spider Man for a while. Or there was a campaign for him to play Spider Man for a while. And, and of course, Miles, yeah. And he played uh, Aaron uh, in the last Spider Man movie as yep. well, too. So, I thought that was a nice little uh, touch and callback. Yeah. And Community is one of the greatest shows of all time. So. It is fantastic. Really, everything needs a Community reference. Six seasons in a movie, baby. That's what uh, <laughs> Miles Morales needs. <laughs> hey, I'd be fine with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: Um, but like, Mas- they decide Miles does not worry- worthy because he can't basically work his powers on command. As you'd expect, Miles has a hero moment where he does work his powers on command and meets up with the rest of the team. And essentially ends up saving them. They'll have a big battle with all the big bads. Uh, which was visually really interesting because the colliders on or whatever it is. The universe. I can't remember the name for it. Can you remember the name for whatever they called it?
1: Uh, the the, the,
0: the other world device.
1: Oh, man. I mean, you pretty much have it. It's yeah. like a hydrant collider. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. It's on yeah. the tip of my tongue.
0: Their science device.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Their device.
0: the science. Um. The Hadron Collider yeah maybe uh, but they all fight uh, they win everyone goes back to their earth uh, and miles uh, decides he needs to be the one to do it because if anyone stays behind they will basically die so that's miles heroic moment is basically forcing Peter to go back to his earth
1: and using his own leap of you got to take a leap yeah. of faith quote against him
0: uh so sure that was a dick move there was a great moment, too, where Spider-Ham's going back to his Earth, and he gives Miles his favorite mallet, <laughs> which I thought was pretty great.
1: Did you say this will fit in your pocket? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: giant um, mallet. And we see Spider-Man War's world, and it's all black and white, too, when we see his. Uh, just all pretty great touches, and he takes a Rubik's Cube with him, because to him it doesn't make any sense, because everything's black and white in his world, too. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch. A uh, nice little joke. But not spoiled to spoil too much, but essentially, the world's being destroyed, Miles fights the Kingpin. Kingpin almost destroys him, and then he doesn't destroy him, and Miles wins and saves the world.
1: Yep, and even leaves a a courtesy of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man sticker with his graffiti on it.
0: There was a great moment, too, where, because Miles' dad, the cop Jefferson, was on the scene, and after Kingpin's captured, Miles, in his Spider-Man costume, gives his dad a big hug, uh, which made his dad feel awkward that Spider-Man was hugging him (laughs) so passionately. Um. It's just little stuff like that that shows that the writers we knew what they were doing to have some heart to this movie.
1: What do you think about the the Stan Lee cameo as the uh, (laughs) Spider-Man
0: costume seller? I don't want to spoil what he said, but because of Stan Lee's uh, recent passing, it was the most depressing cameo. It was most not depressing, but it's just super sad because the message that he played or the message that he said could also reflect upon Stan Lee's own death, too.
1: Yeah, it really could, and it, man, that really hit me. I know that that wasn't the intent. I know, way. I know. When they but they recorded it, yeah. man.
0: But yeah, it had that double meaning on there, too, which just made it all the more perfect and tragic at the same time. Yeah,
1: it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite little nugget that you saw in there?
0: Um, my favorite moment in the entire film?
1: Yeah, hit me with that, sure.
0: Uh, basically, my favorite moment in the entire film is anything with Spider-Man Noir. Uh, okay. From the wind rustling, uh, from him taking the Rubik's Cube, from him sitting at the bar when Joe's world and him just like was a drink uh, and he's drinking, but he's still, he's still wearing his mask. so making me think that he's drinking either, but it's just <laughs> all detectives drink in that world. So uh, I thought that was pretty great. What about you?
1: Uh, when they were in times square, uh, there was a bunch of billboards for things that were extremely similar to, to this earth, but there was a play uh, up on, up on one of the billboards for something called hi hello yes <laughs> which is a callback to oh hello which features john mulaney the voice of spider pig uh and nick kroll's famous stand-up which fingers crossed they might even be hosting the oscars
0: there were so many billboards too oh. like like if, it, if i was watching home i would pause to yep. see all the billboards Absolutely. on there because uh, you know that was so many gag that they just moved too fast that you weren't able to catch them
1: yeah you can only catch maybe one or two at a time
0: but, which I read this was John Mulaney's first film role, too, which I thought was really random and read. Was it really? Yeah, apparently so. Huh. If trivia on a random website is to be believed. I did no more research. I just took that like, well, that's a fact I'm believing.
1: Yep. <laughs> I saw it on the internet. It's got to be true. The internet wouldn't lie to me.
0: It's been a big year for Dick Cage, too, because he's been in Teen Titans Go, a Superman, and now Spider-Man War, uh, uh, and, and Spider-Man to the um, Spider-Verse.
1: Uh, quick question, and I don't want this to, like blow our rankings for our upcoming stuff, but... Is this the best animated thing that you've seen all year?
0: I will say it's a definite maybe. Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah. I will go ahead and say that it is 100% my favorite animated film of the last at least probably ever.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That's a, that's a ringing endorsement. Before we get to how we feel about the film as a whole, let's talk about that cut scene or the after credit scene. Oh, go uh, for it. Uh, so after the credit scene, we see... Spider-Man, 2099, Miguel O'Hara, uh, talking to his assistant, his digital assistant. Uh, we keep talking to her and then it cuts to, uh, um, the Spider-Man in his suit. He's like, we have to go back. Uh, because he's going to, because he's from the future year, 2099. And so he's going to travel uh, back in time. He's like, all right, where do we start? And he starts with earth 67, which is a reference to the 1967 Spider-Man cartoon. And, if you've seen any Spider-Man meme on the internet, they all come from that 67 Spider-Man cartoon. So Spider-Man at a desk, whatever you've seen Spider-Man pointing, that's all from that cartoon. And so he transports back and he gets in that old animation style and he confronts the 67 Spider-Man and they're just pointing at one another accusingly, uh, which I thought was a great, just hilarious moment. And it leads hope for the future of the franchise as well.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a, uh, another film? Uh,
0: This film made, I want to say, $35 opening weekend. Uh, That's pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure what it's done internationally, so I'm sure there will be. Plus, Sony wants to hang on to that Spider-Man properly. And critically, this film did fantastic. I think it was at 97% of Rotten Tomatoes after opening weekend.
1: Which is... uh, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, the...
0: If they do make a sequel, what spider character are you hoping shows up?
1: Hmm. That's actually a great question. Um... Oh shit. I gotta think on that for a second. You go ahead and give me yours.
0: Okay. Uh mine would be uh Kane, the Scarlet Spider. Uh Ben Riley is the clone of Spider Man and Kane is the other clone. I've always liked Kane more, I like his costume as well. I just like the character better. I'd love to see him in a sequel, but he's kind of a clone, so that could be kind of tricky. Uh and I'd also like to see Spider Punk uh as well. Uh I'd be worried about that a little bit just because I'm obnoxiously I'm like, well, that's not punk rock. Whatever they make them like, so, but I know in my heart of hearts, I would love it. Um, you kind of took the words out of my
1: mouth on Spider Punk. Um, I would, I would definitely love to see that. Uh, probably more than anybody else. But there's definitely some villains that I would, I would absolutely love to see.
0: Yeah, it would be cool to do like a Superior Spider Man and have like the Doc Ock version of Spider Man working with them. Uh, that'd be really
1: cool. Yeah, I mean, give me, I mean, with the popularity of Venom right now, like let's throw some Venom in there too, like. There's a an excellent Venom storyline no, in, would be in Miles Morales' Spider-Man. So Yeah,
0: that would be a great one to have Venom. I'd fucking any of the symbiotes. That. Yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd be even okay with Tom Hardy voicing Venom. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. As long as he keeps like the mask on.
1: For a second, mm-hmm. I thought Emma Stone was voicing... Uh,
0: Gwen Stacy? Yeah. yeah. Not, not so. That was Haley Seinfeld? Yep. Okay. She did a great job. So, you said you love this film. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it?
1: Um, This... I almost don't want to say, I'll say it's at least a nine though. Okay. Cause I know that we're about to do our, like I said, we're about to do our yeah. big review. Uh, it's a nine at least.
0: Yeah. I'll give it an eight for myself. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. It's definitely worth seeing. Uh, it's a great family film too. If you want to take your kids to it, Uh it has a couple of darker moments, but I think that I'll continue to know about death sometime. Thank you. All logs go to heaven for teaching me that.
1: Like I said, uh, greatest animated film that I've ever seen possibly. It's at least top
0: three. And that still is not getting a 10 from him. It's the greatest animated film of all time. Still yeah, I don't, I
1: don't give 10s. Like I just don't do it. <laughs> I will not give anything a perfect uh, rating that is not Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs>
0: well, speaking of Life Aquatic, we're going to be taking our own Life Aquatic adventure next week. Oh, yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about Aquaman. I'm going to be so wet. Which uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but that about wraps it up for this week's Henchman of Comics. As always, you can email us at henchmanacomics.gmail.com.
1: Uh, please go to our Instagram and look at all of our funny things. Go to our Facebook and look at all the things that we haven't posted. Go to our Twitter for funny commentary as well. Um, that's all I've got for you. Uh, stay classy out there, you broads and, and bros.
0: Hinting and easy.